0: You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat! The ball is free! Denver's got it! Touchdown, Denver! Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Broncos Country, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Broncos. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, columnist over at Predominantly Orange. and an NFL analyst covering the National Football League and the Denver Broncos. You can catch me on Twitter at NFL. Shoot me a follow if I'm not following you back. Let me know and I will change that. I enjoy interacting with all the fans around the NFL community and talking various NFL topics as well as all things Denver Broncos. It's been a fun week over here at Locked On Broncos. We've talked a lot about the Denver Broncos top 30 players of all time. We started off on Monday with number 30 and here we are today on Friday and we're going to crack the top five players in Denver Broncos history on today's show right here, Locked On Broncos, wherever you're listening to. Obviously, yesterday's episode was a huge hit. We had over 1,000 downloads on the single episode. That's absolutely awesome. You, the fans, I can't thank you guys enough, so I might just spoil you guys with a giveaway starting in July. We're going to do a giveaway. Now, I don't know what the prize is yet. It's going to be determined here very shortly, and I'll announce all details next week here on Locked On Broncos. But obviously, Bannon a, a great week over here Locked On Broncos. Head over to predominantlyorange.com right now for all the latest news, analysis, and updates on all things Denver Broncos. A great staff of members over there that keep you up to date on all things current in Dove Valley. And, you know, Von Miller currently doing his pass rushing summit. And that's a really cool thing. You know, it's inviting NFL players from around the National Football League that are pass rushers, rivals, teammates. And he's really, it's it's a great retreat. And you don't really see this often in sports. So for Von Miller to kind of put this whole thing on and share the knowledge with pass rushers in the National Football League at one whole summit, you got Warren Sapp and some other legends, Bruce Smith there as well for this pass rush summit. And it's just getting guys together. I think that's a pretty cool thing for Von Miller. And Von Miller is no secret to doing things for other players around the National Football League. I believe he sends his rivals in the AFC West a bottle of wine every single year. He gets them some kind of gift. And I think the quarterbacks as well in the AFC West. So pretty cool thing for uh, Von Miller to do. Obviously that's going on right now in Missouri. You know, I think for, let's see, we got training camp here in about three and a half weeks. I think that's a pretty cool thing to do as the NFL players are getting ready for the most business-like, the most time-consuming time of their careers. And that's right around this time of the year, right before training camp starts. That's when things pick up for months on end. And these guys really don't have that free time from this point forward to really go out and do something. So Von Miller's making it fun, but he's also making it something where guys are working. So Von Miller, absolutely awesome that he's doing that. But uh let's get into our list here in just a few moments. But I want to take the time with all the craziness surrounding the NBA free agency you have. Obviously, Paul George opting Out of Oklahoma City He's going to become An unrestricted free agent And LeBron James Notified the Cavaliers Today he is opting out As well He will be an Unrestricted free agent Where does he go Earl Boykin says 80% chance He goes to the Nuggets We'll see I don't think The Denver Nuggets Have enough room for that Especially with a mega deal That they're reaching With Nikola Jokic In July So Nuggets Nation You know I I don't think I don't think We can really get Our hopes up On this thing Happening here But you know what It's it's cool to be An optimist on it It's cool to kind of Maybe think about it I'll be happy if if the Denver Nuggets can secure a meeting with LeBron James. So if you want to catch up on more things Denver Nuggets related, check out Locked On Nuggets with my man Adam Matez, host of Locked On Nuggets, writer for Denver Stiffs. He has you covered over there, the Altitude 950 insider. Always doing it big over there at Denver Stiffs and obviously a good friend of the show here at Locked On Broncos. So let's jump into it. It's a Friday, so I'm not going to keep you guys long. We're going to cover the top five players in Broncos history. I've had so much fun with this over the whole week, you know, just talking about it with multiple on-air personalities, Steve Atwater, Ryan Edwards, Orange and Blue 760. Got to talk about on the Cameron Parker show as well. Spent probably an hour and 30 minutes on his show, just breaking down every single pick from 30 down to one. I tell you what, that was very, very time consuming. We're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it sweet over here at Locked On Broncos. We're going to go, through it, give our analysis, our reaction. And obviously I'm going to let you guys go enjoy your Friday night. Obviously be safe, have fun, and obviously go Broncos all the time. So coming in at number five, this guy is one of my favorite players of all time. He inspired me when I was playing football as well from a young kid. And that's Champ Bailey. Played with the Denver Broncos from 2004 in the epic trade with Washington that sent Clinton Portis from the Denver Broncos to the Washington Redskins in exchange for Champ Bailey. Now Champ Bailey is one of the best cornerbacks to ever play in the National Football League, plain and simple. And that's not me talking through an orange lens here. You ask a lot of people, I have Champ Bailey as a top five corner of all time. And yes, I do have him. He is a better cornerback than Richard Sherman. Debate me, at me, don't at me. I don't care. I'll I'll, I'll stick with my stance for as long as I'm alive. You know, watching Champ Bailey play, you know, if you go back on Champ Bailey's game tape, go back to 2006 where he had a career year, 10 interceptions on the year and teams, I don't know why they kept trying to test him. He made them pay and, and Champ Bailey was so great at baiting quarterbacks. Now, most of the time, quarterbacks wouldn't even look to the side of the field that he was on. Now, when they did, he would bait them and he would jump the route. He would let the receiver get behind him a little bit. And he had such great closing speed that when the ball's in the air, he goes up and he plays it. One of the most athletic corners of all time and a big, big memory. My friend, Nick Ferguson, used to play for the Denver Broncos for some pressure on Tom Brady in the 2005 AFC Divisional Game. And Champ Bailey jumped the route. Remember, he ran 99 yards and got hit out at probably the inch mark by Ben Watson, but always a big, big play. Champ Bailey was a catalyst for successful cornerbacks in the National Football League, and and I tell you what, I modeled a lot of my game after him when I was a young kid. I believe I was a 7th or 8th grade at the time, and and watching him, you know, he was a stud. He, He locked up. He went with the number one wide receiver on the opposing team every single game. I'm sorry. I don't think you're a good cornerback if you don't follow number one. If you are the best cornerback and your team believes you're the best cornerback of all time, you go wherever the best wide receiver is, and Champ Bailey did that week in and week out. How many times have we seen Richard Sherman follow a number one wide receiver? We haven't seen that. He always stays on one side of the field. He is what we call a clue cover three corner, period. Plain and simple. You know, Richard Sherman's a good cornerback. Don't get me wrong. I'm not dogging on Richard Sherman. But When it comes to comparing him to Champ Bailey, I say it's not even close. There's no comparison. Champ Bailey owns that matchup nine times out of ten, and to be honest with you, I, I look at Champ Bailey's career, how successful he was, and my heart absolutely breaks. That he didn't win a Super Bowl championship with the Denver Broncos. He is a Bronco. He's one NFL player, in my honest opinion, around the National Football League that deserves a ring the most. And I wish he could have just signed a contract with the Denver Broncos in 2015, just in the event that they won. You know, obviously he retired, you know, after the 43 to 8 loss to the Seattle Seahawks. Champ Bailey, really at that point, the Denver Broncos kind of parted ways. They were going younger with Chris Harris Jr., they brought in to leave, and obviously with, you know, Champ Bailey up there in age. They didn't move him back to safety, which I thought they could have done to obviously preserve his longevity and playing in the National Football League. He went to the New Orleans Saints at that time and he was a camp cut and he didn't make it. And so from that point, Champ Bailey retired. But number 24 is one of the most respected NFL players of all time. I believe he is going to be eligible for the 2020 NFL Hall of Fame this next year. So very, very excited about that. Looking forward to seeing what Champ Bailey can do. And obviously a guy who deserves was a gold coat in Canton and a bust as well at the Hall of Fame Center. I, I look forward to seeing the day where Champ Bailey gets that proper recognition. Tweet me your best Champ Bailey memory that you have at Cody Rourke NFL. Coming in at number four, the man, the myth, the legend, the loudmouth, the guy who talks so much trash and backs it up, Shannon Sharp. He played tight end for the Denver Broncos from 1990 to 1999 and in a short stint once again in 2002, 2003. He was a big, big find by the Denver Broncos in the 1990 NFL draft in his career. Came really on a slow start. He only caught seven passes for 99 yards and one touchdown in his rookie year in 16 games played. And from that point, you know, when you go back and you look at Shannon Sharp, He broke a lot of records. He owned a lot of NFL history at the tight end position. And when he retired in 2003, he was tied for first among tight ends with 13 receptions in one game. He also had a ranking of number one all time in receptions with 815 and 10,060 yards and 62 touchdowns with at the time, Tony Gonzalez had beaten those records as well. He's a four time first team all pro, including seven years straight starting back in 1992. He won three Super Bowls in his 14 career, two of them with the Denver Broncos in 97, 98, and then one with the Ravens and Ray Lewis. He also joined the Players' Run League at the annual Pro Bowl eight times, and you know he made it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a Denver Bronco. And one guy I tell you what, I always looked forward to watching the NFL today on CBS when it was Dan Marino, Bill Cowher, Shannon Sharp, and, and obviously Rich Eisen. You had all those guys. Not Rich Eisen. Um, you had Phil Simms there. I believe it was Phil Simms. But that studio was always fun. Jim Brown, they were always fun. He was always loud, and, and he, always, he always had his Broncos hat on. Now you can catch him on Fox Sport one, uh UFC, uh, not UFC, but Undisputed. I don't know why I was thinking UFC, uh, but you know, I can't really, I don't really watch him on that anymore because it's just too political at this point. It's not really about football. It's always about the Dallas Cowboys or Skip Bayless, but you know what? I love Shannon Sharp. His personality is wild and he was a loud mouth and even his teammates had told him to shut up one time. Now, Rod Smith, former Denver Bronco, great wide receiver. He was on this list here. He had this to say about Shannon Sharp. He said, when you least expected it, as he called himself, big game. James. He was going to get you. He'd find a way to make a big catch, get a first down, keep the sticks moving. He used to always say, if we move the sticks we'll get six and he was the master at that so Shannon Sharp thank you for all you've done for Broncos country and Denver Broncos history keep pulling for him obviously get away from Skip Bayless a little bit and shine in your own role that's my advice to him and then obviously coming into number three this one was very debatable but with his impact and obviously his you know seasons with the Denver Broncos his four or five years he was a phenomenal leader on the offensive side of the ball he changed the culture of the Denver Broncos yes I'm talking about Peyton Manning. Now, what Peyton Manning did, now listen here, Peyton Manning arguably is one of the biggest free agent acquisitions in franchise history, if not the biggest franchise acquisition in history. Now, he faced insurmountable odds when he had neck surgery and he couldn't play for the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts had believed that he was never going to play football again at a high level, and that prompted them to release Peyton Manning. So they focused on Andrew Luck as their heir apparent to Peyton Manning. So John Elway dialed up the phone and he secured a meeting with Peyton Manning despite Manning having other potential suitors, ultimately Manning agreed to become a Denver Bronco and the rest is history. And when I say that, I mean that in the literal sense. In his four seasons as a Denver Bronco, he passed for over 17,000 yards and 140 touchdowns. In 2013, he set the NFL on fire with an NFL record 55 touchdown passes and a passing record of 5,477 yards. During his career as a Denver Bronco, he took the Broncos to two Super Bowls. Bulls, and he finished his career riding off into the sunset as the Denver Broncos defeated the Carolina Panthers 24-10. to Now, despite only playing four seasons in Denver, he's absolutely cemented himself as one of the organization's best players of all time. His impact and his preparation aligned perfectly for what Pat Bowen has expected from his championship organization. And here's a quote I'd like to share from Peyton Manning that means something today as a player and as a coach. And you want all of your kids, if you're a coach, Or, you know, even if you're a a player, you want to have this mindset that Peyton Manning had. He said it right here. He said, I get asked a lot about my legacy. For me, it's being a good teammate, having the respect of my teammates, having the respect of the coaches and the players. That's important to me. We talk about character in sports. Peyton Manning embodied what it meant to be a character guy in the National Football League who always worked hard. And I don't think there's ever been a player in the National Football League. I think Tom Brady prepares similarly. But when I go back and I watch Peyton Manning film and I see him preparing for games, I don't think there's a lot of people in the sports world outside of Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan that prepared the way that Peyton Manning did. Now, I know those are some big names to compare to, but go back and you watch Peyton Manning's preparation. I encourage you to do that for some homework after this episode is done. Watch Peyton Manning's work ethic. Watch his preparation. Watch him come back from that injury in 2005, the plantar fascia that he had. He worked diligently day in and day out. He didn't roll over. He didn't give up. And Peyton Manning, for that very reason, despite being told by doctors he would never played football again due to his neck surgery, by not having feeling in his fingers again because of the neck surgery that he had not people saying he would never be the same quarterback he goes on to throw 55 touchdowns in a single season despite that two years after having that surgery he does that that right there is an unbelievable moment and I'm very very proud and I've been honored as a Broncos fan and an analyst to watch Peyton Manning over the years for the Denver Broncos he gets our number three person here on the Denver Broncos top 30 players list of all time. Coming in at number two, the man, the myth, the legend, Terrell Davis, and this is one of the players in the National Football League that you always have to ask, what if he could have stayed healthy? Now, when it comes to Denver Broncos running backs, there is no player in the history of the Denver Broncos that played the position better than Terrell Davis. He was a six-round pick in the 1995 draft out of Georgia, and many had speculated that his best shot at making the roster was on special teams, and I almost made that comparison to Phillip Lindsay this year coming out of CU. Uh, can he do the same thing? Can he make an impact on special teams and then get an offensive role? I absolutely think that Phillip Lindsay can. But enough about him. Let's talk about Terrell Davis. There was buzz that he would not make the final roster and during the 1995 preseason one hit changed it all. In Japan, the Denver Broncos, Terrell Davis wanted to leave. He wanted to get on a plane and figure out that you know what football's not for me. He got, you know, he downed a bunch of hot dogs on the sideline and Mike Shanahan puts him in the game on kickoff. He runs down there and makes an absolute monster hit and that's when the story of Terrell Davis had begun. He was a superstar for the Denver Broncos despite his short career in the National Football League. He rushed for over 1,000 yards in each of his first four years in the league and his best two years came during the Denver Broncos back-to-back Super Bowl victories in 1997 and 1999. He is also part of the 2,000-yard rushing yard club. His best performance came during the playoffs where he ran for 100 yards in seven of his eight playoff games. His accolades include Super Bowl MVP, 1998 NFL MVP, and two-time Super Bowl champion. With the accomplishments that he had after he retired due to injury, he was finally rewarded with an enshrinement in Canton, Ohio in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's the absolute best running back to ever do it for the Denver Broncos, and he comes in as our number two player of all time. So where does that leave us here with number one? Number one, I can't even imagine, I can't put my finger on the name of the guy that's a number obviously number one Oh, wait. Yeah, I can. He just had a birthday yesterday, by the way. John Elway comes in at number one on the Denver Broncos top 30 players list of all time. He played quarterback for the Broncos from 1983 to 1998. He's the best quarterback in franchise history. And in the history of the NFL, he played every single game for the Denver Broncos. And he was a consummate pro and a model for what a Hall of Fame quarterback should look like. His arm strength, his accuracy, mobility, and his gamer mentality put him in a position every every single game to be successful. Now, championships had eluded him earlier in his career, but it doesn't matter when you win. What matters is how you win. And in 1997 and 1998, he achieved back-to-back Super Bowl wins. And he had a win-at-any-cost mindset that really put him onto superstardom more so. And it's all about the helicopter play where he goes to pick up the first down against the Green Bay Packers. He dives, he gets hit, and he helicopters. Broncos first down, they'd go on to score on that drive. And that would help cement the Denver Broncos' history in winning their first-ever Super Bowl in franchise history. Now, his obviously today the executive vice president for the Denver Broncos and the general manager of the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos have absolutely turned the organization around under his leadership and his direction. Prior to that, you know, you had Josh McDaniels running the show, and it obviously the culture of the Denver Broncos took a dive after that. The Broncos fired Mike Shanahan after the 2006 season. McDaniels came in, and it was just chaos. And from that point forward, John Elway came in, and his vision alongside Pat Bull and had aligned perfectly. And from that very moment, they, they brought in free agents by the name of Peyton Manning. Demarcus Ware, Aqib Tlaib, and other notable players who helped them compete and achieve a Super Bowl championship back in 2015. His success on the field as a player is very, very special, but his success as an executive in the National Football League is evident as well. And he would be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2004, the first year he was eligible, a first ballot Hall of Famer for John Elway. That does it for our Denver Broncos top 30 players list of all time. I hope you enjoyed it. I I look forward to seeing what we can put together more as a staff over PredominantlyOrange.com in terms of top, whatever it may be. But obviously, it was a very fun thing to do, and I hope you guys enjoyed it every step of the way here at Locked On Broncos. Obviously, It's Friday. Go get your, you know, go have some good time with the family. Go barbecue. It's hot where I'm at in Colorado. I hope wherever you're at, the weather is nice and you get to go grill, swim, do whatever it is and enjoy your weekend. From myself over here at Locked On Broncos to you. This is your host, Cody Rourke. We'll see you Monday for another episode of Locked On Broncos.